you can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps is hosted on Libsyn. Get up to two months of free podcast hosting for your show from Libsyn with the promo code HANTU. Check out the description for more details. Ghost Maps Entry 58 Chiang Mai, Thailand Veronica seems pretty lively, all things considered. I'm essentially functioning on adrenaline from finally putting this huge story I've been working on to bed, she says. That and coffee, of course, she adds with a laugh. Lots of coffee. Veronica's a journalist. Chances are... If you've picked up a newspaper in the last 15 years, you've read her work before. Her hair's starting to show hints of white, and there are already some lines etched on her face. But those are only indicators of how the jobs aged her. She might joke that she's fueled by caffeine, but in truth, she has an infectiously youthful energy about her. We'd spoken on the phone a few days ago, before meeting at this coffee shop in Bishan. On that call, Veronica related to me a little about her incident with the level of detail you'd expect from much older veterans in her field. I tell her that, To put it lightly, she's quite a storyteller. She laughs, waving off the compliment. All part of the job, she says, matter-of-factly. You want to accurately get the facts out there, of course. But in a lot of these accounts, you also want to bring out that um, human element. It's this sense of empathy that nearly got her into trouble back in 2015. As it turns out, finding the humanity in spirits can be a dangerous line to walk, she says with a smirk, just as our drinks arrive. I take that as my cue and place my recorder on the table. Before I can switch it on, though, her eyes widen. She excitedly asks about its make and model, noting how old it is. I tell her that she's the first of my interviewees to show any interest in the recorder. She laughs again. I've had a couple of recorders before, she says. These days, we all just use our phones but it's always nice to see something a bit more old school. I switch it on, and she immediately leans in and goes, Test, test, mic check. I chuckle, then play it back for her. <laughs> Love it, she says, with that youthful energy as she listens to the crackle of her own voice through the device. I switch it back to record, and she sits up straight, 
clearly ready to tell her story now. So, I ask her to start from the beginning. Veronica was on a backpacking trip with her best friend, a Thai journalist named Me. The plan was that Veronica would fly up to Bangkok, where she'd meet me. From there, they'd take a sleeper train to Chiang Mai. The pair hadn't seen each other for six months at that point. Both of our schedules are pretty erratic and we get that, she explains. It's one of the reasons why we're best friends. So, after a teary reunion at the airport, Veronica and May spent the hour-long ride to the station, and the first hour or so aboard the train catching up. It was only after they had settled in that they noticed how empty the train was. We walked up and down and realized we were the only ones in our carriage, she says. It was great at first. They felt more relaxed and their laughs grew a lot louder. But as nice as it was to spend time with May again, exhaustion from a day of traveling eventually caught up with Veronica. She climbed up onto the top bunk of their room and called it a night at around 9pm. I'm a light sleeper though, she says. So I was vaguely aware of me doing her own thing, even after I turned in. Veronica drifted in and out of consciousness, while her best friend watched a couple of TV shows, checked her email, and even got some work done. By around 2am, however, it was May's turn to head to bed. With the lights out, Veronica fell deeper into sleep. Until she was awoken by a voice. It was a man muttering to himself in Thai, she says. The voice was coming from the corner of the room near the sliding door. I flipped over in bed to face that corner, she tells me, then adds, I wasn't fully awake yet, but I was awake enough to deal with an intruder, that's for sure. Whether it was the overwhelming darkness of the room or something else, However, Veronica couldn't see anyone there. And just as soon as she turned over, the voice had gone silent. I was an atheist at the time, so my first instinct was that I had imagined the whole thing. She shrugs. Some remnant from my dream that somehow echoed into the real world, I thought. She rolled over and went back to sleep. 
She doesn't know how long she had been sleeping until yet again she was awoken by that voice. This time, however, the man was speaking a mix of English and Thai. Slowly, begrudgingly, Veronica rolled back over, still believing that this was all in her head. But as she faced that corner again, she was suddenly overcome with a sensation. She still couldn't see anyone, but she knew with absolute certainty that there was someone there. Veronica wanted to call out to me, as much for her friend's safety as her own. But something stopped her. Some force paralyzed her. She tried and tried to alert me, fighting back her own anxiety, knowing that her friend needed her. I need to call out to me, I, I kept thinking to myself. Veronica tells me. What really scared me was when the voice replied. Me is asleep and she is safe. It said. What came after was a blur. But Veronica felt a strange unnatural peace wash over her. She remembers speaking to the voice. It was like we were chatting and I I started to feel sorry for it. I think I was even trying to console it? At some point, Veronica fell back asleep, vaguely aware of the distant sound of water. The next morning, as the warm sunlight streamed into the train, Veronica woke up, with no memory of that strange voice At first, I just went to the other side of the carriage, carrying my toiletries as if this was just another trip, she says, chuckling mirthlessly. It was as she was returning to her room when it slowly started to come back to her. The emptiness of the carriage sent her mind reeling to the night before, to the joy of being with me again, and the terror that gripped her as she stared into the darkness of that corner of their room. She quickly woke me, 
May was sure it was some kind of intruder and insisted that they look for the conductor. Veronica tells me. And she adds, but I knew better. Sure enough, the conductor assured them that no one had entered their carriage all night. He did add, however, that he wasn't entirely surprised that Veronica had a strange encounter, considering which carriage they were in. May tried to press the conductor for more information, but he wasn't forthcoming. He looked like he regretted telling us anything at all, Veronica says. The pair headed back to their room, where May dug out her laptop and started researching the train they were in. She looked up its train reporting number, their carriage, everything. What they found explained more than Veronica had expected. In 1995, our train had collided with a truck somewhere near a river, Veronica tells me, her voice growing quieter. Fifty people had died in the accident. The truck had irreparably damaged carriages 14, 15 and above. Those carriages had been replaced but all the other carriages where many people had died remained in use. Our carriage, Veronica says in almost a whisper, was number 13. I became more agnostic than atheist after that. Veronica tells me, her tone lightening back up a bit. May, the more spiritual of the pair at the time, explained to her how lucky she was. She believed that Veronica had spoken to the ghost of someone who had died in the accident. She said that even though the ghost didn't seem to have any malicious intent, it might have been trying to lure Veronica to join it in the spirit world or to take its place. These kind of ghosts are called Pinam, if I'm remembering this right, Veronica says, her tone taking a slight dip again. From what I learned, its name has a dual meaning, she continues. It could mean water spirit or spirit of vengeance. She pauses for a moment, then shakes her head 
and offers me a smile. It's not as bright as it was before, sure. But behind that smile, I can still see her youthful energy burning just as bright. So, she says, taking a sip from her coffee. It's your turn to tell me a story. Where, oh where, did you get this beautiful old recorder? If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Hantu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Hantu production. Created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray. With art direction by Jolene Lim. And recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.